What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. We're back here with episode 70. Uh, Going to be a fun show today. Derek, as always, with me, off uh, fresh off a weekend at Williams Grove. And another person off fresh off the weekend at Williams Grove probably even had a little more fun than Derek. And that's Saturday's winner of the Morgan Cup, Brent Marks. Brent, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Nah, thank you, man. It's a it's a pleasure. Uh, I said I hustled my way over from Beer Hill over to Victory Lane to congratulate you and say, man, we'd love to have you on the show this week. So really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, our busy schedule. We t- just talked about it off the air here uh, that you'll be running this weekend with the Outlaws. So busy as ever. They had, We know they had the weeknight show just last night. So super busy. So thanks for taking the time out, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we just... Uh... Got a lot of races, you know, coming up here. So we've uh, we've been pretty busy here the last uh, last couple of weeks, and then gonna be really busy here the next next few weeks. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but um, you know, we we enjoy every minute of it. I uh I tweeted uh I tweeted after you or I think Sunday morning that uh we jo- I joked the rose one through ten rub was real this weekend because we know you got your win with the outlaws and our buddy Justin Peck won two out of three with the All Stars this weekend. So it was a good weekend for our uh, our friends of the show for sure. And we're always happy and cheering you and Justin and all our guys who have uh, given us the time on. So definitely a fun weekend for us as a show and Yeah, it was uh you know Justin had a really good weekend for sure. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been really competitive here lately and, um, you know, he's gonna, him and Tyler Courtney are going to have one heck of a battle for that all-star championship, I believe this year. So it's, that's pretty cool to see. Um, but you know, that whole team's been doing really well. And, and, you know, I think they ran second there at the outlaw show at Lincoln and, you know, obviously, you know, winning two out of three there and, I think the race that he didn't win, he was in the top three, too. So he's been doing really well, for sure. No doubt. Well, um, I guess we can kind of just roll through this this last week as a whole, and we can all do it together. Um, it obviously started last Wednesday or last Thursday. Was it thir- Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know the day's right. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday at yep. Lincoln. Um, and we know Jacob Allen got that thrilling win obviously over the aforementioned Justin Peck uh I guess we were definitely pulling for Justin to get his first outlaw win there and fell just short but definitely a a rowdy crowd and a lot of happy people in Pennsylvania for for Jacob Allen to get that win definitely the the biggest win of his career so far and uh so uh Brent I guess you can take us through Lincoln and how uh how it was a looked like a really fun track how'd you uh how was um, Thursday for you? Yeah, I mean, we had a bad night, but, um, you know, the, the track, you know, the track produced some good racing there throughout the feature. And, and you know, we had one heck of a crowd there, which is always cool to see. So, you know, whenever the outlaws come into town, Pennsylvania fans um, really come out and support those shows. And, um, you know, it's just really cool to see uh, all the support that, that we get right now especially with you know the cost of fuel prices and just everything you know going up and um i know it's really hard for people to go out and spend their money on uh things that aren't really necessary so we just you know appreciate all all their support but um i mean we we had a bad night you know we didn't get a good qualifying lap in there and and just had to come from the back of the heat race and we got up there to a transfer spot and 
and uh, felt like we were going to have a good car. Um, I just got, you know, uh, a car pulled a wheelie in front of Dietrich there on the on the uh, first lap, and and he just had a, to um, try to maneuver out around him, and I was trying to get by Danny, and, and we just collided and, you know, ended up tearing up a race car. But, um, you know, we uh, it was a rough night for us, but, you know, we we, uh, we got back to the shop and put a lot of work in building us ourselves a new car and, and you know, went out there to Williams Grove uh, during the weekend and, and got us a big win. So that was uh, very rewarding, and then it was a very special night for our team. No doubt. Uh, I, I wanted to ask in general before we get into, like, the full breakdown of, of Williams Grove, obviously, another uh, – your second Outlaws win of the year um, uh, was at Williams Grove. And it's been a big year for you and your team. And, uh, obviously, you're in the new partnership with Murray Marks Racing this year. And has that just uh, – and, we, you know, you mentioned how expensive everything's gotten, the fuel prices, the tires and all that. Has that just been a huge help for your team? And has that been – a huge boost as far as competitiveness and uh, what you guys are able to do having the new partnership. This Have you noticed like a distinct difference between this year and last year uh, having that partnership? Yeah. I mean, you know, the way we, we structured everything for this year, you know, we're, um, you know, it's working out pretty well. So, you know, we, we have a lot of, a lot of great partners on, on with this race team and, and uh you know alan and i are just very blessed to be able to have this this many partners on our race car that that continue to support us you know, every single week and and uh you know it's a pretty amazing so you know be able to team up with the murray family has been really special and and they've been a long time sponsor of mine and they just you know we wanted to uh, um just get involved a little bit more and and we this partnership thing and um you know, it's just, uh, it's really cool to be, be working side by side with, um, you know, Alan Murray and, and, and his entire family. And, you know, I'm enjoying every minute of it. And, you know, we've been having a pretty successful, uh, time together here so far. And, and, you know, we've missed out on, on a few wins this year because of some mechanical woes and just, you know, just little things here and there. So, um, you know, we're, we're having a great year and, you know, we've, we've have, we've had our off nights and every single team that's out there has those nights like that. So we just, uh, you know, we learn from those nights, we move on and don't dwell on it, just, uh, move on to the next race and then try to go win that. And, you know, that's one nice thing about the schedule that we run is, you know, we can, uh, go out there with that mentality and, you know, just concentrate on winning races and, and, and not you know, having to worry about a point steal or anything like that. And, um, you know, it's just been a, been a lot of fun so far and we're enjoying every minute of it. And I certainly think that you and your team, you know, one I think about last night and the struggles you guys had last night and then waving off those greens a couple times, you guys were able to get back out there and you guys do a great job of, of even the nights, uh, where you're a little bit off of, of maximizing what you have and, uh, that's all. That's something I feel like you and your team do great. And I like one example of that. I heard either Chase or John Gibson say last night. I didn't even know this. I believe he said over the last five or ten years, you've passed the most cars in the world of outlaws. I heard them say that. Did not know yeah. that stat. And the, I don't know if he. Uh, I, I guess you were probably aware of that, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And I thought that shows what you're able to do for sure. 
Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a pretty cool stat to have. Uh, you know, we've you know we've definitely passed a lot of race cars over the years, and um, you know, it's just um, yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's just you know we we've been we've been having we've been having a good time, and, and you know we just don't have that give up attitude, and you know we started last night off you know, pretty awful. And, um, you know, the track was just a lot different than the last time we were there for that, that posse invasion race. And, and, uh, you know, we just missed it there in the beginning of the night. We just kind of played catch up all night long. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's times throughout the night that every team that struggles, they feel like, you know, they want to give up, but, you know, and there's times that I've had that feeling too, but, you know, you just, sit down and you try to figure things out and make the best of that night and just try to to overcome the op- obstacles that you're dealing with you know throughout that that night and you know we that's what we do and um you know if we can take a car from you know certain 21st and drive her up to the top 10 like we'll we'll, we'll consider that a win like that's a good solid night for us and and um a good rebound and you know that's just you know we want to build a race team that can you know be like that and be competitive all the time and and you know when we have off nights you know we want to be able to dig ourselves out of that hole and still make a good night out of it so we work very hard at trying to to do those things for sure you touched on it that you guys had to go to a backup car for or not a backup car a new chassis i guess for friday for the weekend at williams grove um and i I thought that was interesting because i was down in the pits while the uh outlaws official was i guess scanning the uh tubing to check the thickness. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of asked him, I was like, do you have to do that every race? And he was like, no, if they have a sticker, they're good. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense with the whole uh, Aaron Reitzel stuff from last year. It made sense maybe then. Um, but so you, we know you had high laps on Friday night and that was about it. Um, like how long does it take to shake down a car? Or how like our chassis is different? Like what are the setup side of that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, we uh we run Maxim chassis and they do a, they do a great job at um building consistent cars and you know, if we go there and buy, you know, four, five, six, six frames, um, you know, they they're all really consistent. So that's really cool and um you know, just goes to show show how hard, you know, Maxim chassis works at producing great products like that. That way there's a consistency every time, you know, you have to change a car or, you know, most teams like us, you know, we have, you know, four cars sitting here and we want to be able to run all four cars and get the same feel out of every single one of them. Um, and that's what, you know, all teams need is consistency. So they've been doing a phenomenal job with that. And, you know, it just makes our life a lot easier from for when we do have issues like we had there at Lincoln to where we had to put a new chassis together. We can just you know, build a new car, go out there with the same thing that's been working for us and, and still be, you know, um, competing for wins. And, you know, that we just, you know, we, we proved that this weekend, you know, we just, um, you know, they, they, like I said, they've been doing a great job and, uh, they continue to, to work really hard to, to better their product and give us consistent chassis all the time. And, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, even your wins don't come, come without uh some trial and error or some trying so you had a brake failure on saturday night that was really interesting i thought i was over on beer hill and i just saw something launch over at the fence in turn one and uh i was like what the heck was that and then when you were rolling down to victory lane they're like oh he has no brakes and i was like 
Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's you know our our uh, you know last several weeks we've been having a lot of drama in, in our races, and um, you know I hope that ends soon because that's uh, you know that's frustrating. But you know it was just a uh, it was just a small part failure, and you know it's it's all good. You know we'll get it all fixed up, but you know we just had a, uh, a inboard caliper bracket break, and it it actually broke the bottom stud and cocked the uh, caliper sideways there on the brake rotor. And it was just wearing against the brake rotor. And I, I had developed a bad vibration with about, you know, 10 or so laps to go uh, in the race. And I didn't know what was going on. So, I mean, cause when you, when you develop a vibration, it just feels like it's coming from everywhere. So you, you just can't pinpoint anything. And, and then, um, you know, made the pass for the lead there and then just go down and turn one and I go to hit the brakes and it just goes straight to the floor. So uh, <laughs> I figured, I figured that's what our problem was. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, just very fortunate that it happened then and not uh, earlier in the race when we had to deal with lap traffic and, you know, trying to you know, get up there to the lead, uh, cause it's very difficult to race one of these cars with no brakes and, um, can be very dangerous too. So, you know, but, um, like I said, fortunately it happened when it happened and, and it all worked out for us in the end. Have yeah. you this year, I was going to, so obviously we can get into the race on Saturday a little bit more. Uh, the racing at Williams grave, just from a fan's perspective. And you can tell us, it just seems like night and day this year. I don't know what exactly they're doing different with the track and what's been improvement, but it feels like this is the best Williams grove has been in a long time. I don't know if, if you agree with that sentiment as a driver, but I, I think across the board, that's how most fans feel. And I think this is one of the best outlaw show we shows we've seen at Williams Grove in a long time. Like we had a few guys, James McFadden, Devin Borden, Danny Dietrich, all past double digit cars in that race. And uh, I just, just not something you've seen at Williams Grove as much, you know, it's always been kind of, it, 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 it's been hard to pass there in past years, but, uh, for me to not ramble on and lay out the question, have you noticed that difference in the racing this year? And do you agree it's, it's the best the track's been in a long time? Yeah, it's been really good this year. Um, you know, I thought it was good throughout last year too, a little bit, but you know, Williams Grove's just a really hard track to pass that general. Um, so especially when these cars are so equal, like they are right now. Um, but they've been keeping a lot more moisture in a racetrack. And I think for a racetrack like that, you need that. So that way guys can, you know, maneuver around a little bit better and try to build momentum and, and get a run on the guy. Um, it just seems like when that place gets really, really slick and slow, you know, you just seem like the bottom line just becomes just as fast as the top. And you just can't seem to, um, you know, build that momentum to get a run on somebody to make a pass or, you know, if you're running the bottom trying to chase somebody down, you just, it's just too even and you just can't make anything happen. So it, that, I don't know. It's, I mean, there's some racetracks like Port Royal, for example, that, that, that place produces the best racing when it's slick, but I feel like, you know, Williams Grove produces the best racing when it has some moisture in it and it's a little on the heavier side. Um, I just think it's just the nature of the racetrack and, and, you know, obviously the shape plays a huge role into it. So, um, you know, they, they've been doing a really good job. Yeah, so I've, uh, you know, I've been having some of the most fun that I've had in a while racing at Williams Grove and, and, uh, you know, just hopefully that they can keep it up, you know, so I just know, 
you know, with uh, summertime coming and, you know, the, the hot weather and the sun staying out longer, you know, I, when diesel prices are all but seven bucks a gallon around here, you know, I just hope that um, tracks can still keep up with, with uh, their, their, their track prep. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, even though I know it's probably annoying for you teams hanging around there all night Friday, um, but they did try their best to try to get that track worked in and then ended up getting more rain. So it just, it was unfortunate, yeah. but that's a tough, that's a tough call. You know, it's always, it's always hard when, you know, there's rain in the forecast for seven, eight, nine o'clock or right. You know, Cause you know, it turned, it's a nice day and you just don't know what the correct call is. You know, you, you drag everybody there and, and you know it could just clear up and we could race and or we had a situation like we had friday night where it just kind of just didn't leave you know and it kept we kept getting these pop-up storms and nobody can predict that so they were just in a really bad spot there and you know if they would have called it early in the night and they didn't get no rain you know they would have gotten a lot of backlash for that so it's it they're, they were in a no-win situation there on friday yeah. um but you know they, they did try their best and um you know we, we all have to appreciate that for now, sure. Contrary to what we saw on Friday, I don't know if you agree with this sentiment or not. We talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week, and I was glad that they put all the effort in they did on Friday and Saturday when it rained because I feel like some of these races this year, they've had an early trigger with calling them off and pulling the plug early in the week. And obviously, you know, we talked about how they, they don't want all the teams to have to drive out there wherever these races are, Eldora. There's been multiple examples of it this year where they've called it early in the week. Do you think they've had an early trigger with some of these races, or do you think they've kind of been making the right call with those and try and pulling the plug early in the week if it looks bad? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they've made bad decisions, you know, some of these racetracks. Um, you know, maybe one or two might have made the wrong call, but – uh yeah I, it's you know it's just so hard with the way the world is right now i mean you just can't you can't be dragging you can't be dragging teams and fans you know to the racetrack especially teams who have to drive you know travel hours at a time to, to get from one racetrack to the next i mean it's just there's so much money involved in it now you know and you have to be careful and you know you you have you want to try to make the right decisions and, and you know show you know, I feel like what these series and tracks are doing by canceling races early, if the, if it looks like it's going to be a washout, is you know they're they're showing respect to the race teams or, or the fans and the fans, you know, because like I said, it's just so expensive to go do anything right now anymore, and you know people spend a lot of money to come out to the races to watch us race, and we spend a lot of money to show up to the racetrack to race. So you know it, we just you just have to be careful and and just try not to. Um, you know, run these teams' budgets dry by just dragging them all over the place for really no reason at all. And um, I feel like they've been doing doing a good job so far this year. So um, the races that I've seen that have been canceled earlier, like Eldora, for example, like, you know, I think that was a good call. Now, don't get me wrong. I wish that, you know, especially the World of Outlaws, I wish that they would be a little bit more flexible and run the Sunday show or, you know, um, or if it looks like, like Eldora, for example, is rain, it looked like a washout on Friday and then 
Saturday morning. I mean, we they could have maybe brought us out there for Saturday and race Saturday, Sunday, or just said, hey, we're going to race Sunday. I just don't see that they um, don't. I just don't see that they're willing to to do any Sunday shows. And I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe they won't get the fan, the, the support. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of these races are, uh, you know, pre-sold tickets. So, you know, I think that, you know, the fans would still come. But um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know the thinking behind a lot of a lot of that. I just know that I feel like they've been making some good calls when it comes to weather related um, cancellations and, you know, just uh, trying to to help us out as much as they can. So they've they've been doing they've been doing the right thing. Right on. Uh, a, a question I've been willing to or I've, I've been dying to ask uh you or, or any drivers is just so there hasn't been any, any official announcement as far as like series or anything but we know that 410 sprint cars are going to be going to north wilkesboro and is that a trip you guys have as a team have circled on your calendar at all is that something you're wanting to do uh that's really exciting for us as fans and i was just wondering what you know has there been have you guys looked into it have other drivers looked into it or yeah. is it kind of not on your radar yet? I actually just uh, I actually just heard about that race not too long ago. I, I I personally didn't see it. Actually, one of my guys told me about it. So, um, I mean, if it's a good paying show and it, it fits in our schedule, I, I'll go race it. So, you know, you know that's that's why we do what we do. You know, we we go out there and race as many races as we can, and um, you know we'll we'll try and support it. So, um, you know, obviously we'll see how things are. You know, at that time of the year, but. Um, you know, right now I've already added it onto my schedule, so I can't speak for others. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, you know, if they want to go out there and support it, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely support it. That's for sure. Well, that's exciting for us. No doubt. Me and Derek already both have that circled on our calendars as a trip. We're both trying. So the fact to hear uh, you're interested in racing out there is definitely exciting for us. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I like, uh, <laughs> I like trying new racetracks. You know, we went to, uh, before the world finals there, we went to Cherokee Speedway there in uh, Gaffney, South Carolina. And, you know, we won that race and, you know, I've never been to that track and, you know, it was just, it was cool to just experience a new place, you know, and, um, you know, I've, you know, I've been racing 410 sprint cars for quite a few years now. And, you know, I'm at the, uh, the you know, the, the top series in dirt racing and, and I really can't uh, progress my career any further than this. So there's no there's no more stepping stones. You know, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at the top. So um, to be able to travel and hit new racetracks, it just keeps it exciting for me, and you know, something to look forward to. And and that's one reason why I, I really love to travel. You know, is, is because I get to see different racetracks almost every weekend, and it just keeps it exciting and and interesting for me. And um, you know, not the same old thing every week. So it's just. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that aspect of, of what I do. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So that's, uh, kind of leads into the next question, uh, as, as we continue to roll along, but with, uh, going forward this season, are you looking to, are you going to be running with the outlaws a lot? What's, what's kind of your outlook on the summer and the season going forward? We know you said you're going outlaw racing this weekend. You told us that coming on. I don't even know if you've, uh, made that public yet but if, if not we just spoiled the announcement for you but i mean going forward are you planning on 
being with the outlaws a lot, staying in Pennsylvania a lot. What are you guys kind of looking at for the summer? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a lot of um, Outlaws races scheduled this year and a lot of All-Star races scheduled. So the All-Stars have been doing a really good job at putting together good events. And, you know, I want to support that as much as I can. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be traveling with both series um, quite a bit throughout the summer here. And, um, you know, just trying to hit the races that really make sense for us and and what we'd want to try and accomplish. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely be with them a lot, you know, and and obviously you know i'm like as of right now i'm still sticking to my schedule and what we want to do but like i said before like we have to be very careful and watch what what we do um just because of the prices of everything and you know we just want to make sure that we do what makes sense for our race team and that's what we're going to do so um yeah you know i just don't really have any interest in racing you know handicap local shows um financially it just doesn't make sense for for what i do so uh we go out and support series and um travel and hit new racetracks just keep it exciting like i said before so i like that i like i think that's awesome that you guys are uh trying to get around you know we know you told us last year that you guys are gearing up to sometime in the next couple years go full-time with the outlaws so i mean that's the best way to do it is is just keep uh going more and more with them and yeah I mean, yeah I mean that that's that's the goal to get back out there again one day and you know we'll see um you know I spent three years on the outlaw tour from 2017 to 2019 and and then took a and then took a took a took a break there so um I'm really enjoying my schedule and what we're doing right now and it's been working really well for us so you know we'll see where the future takes us awesome well We'll wrap. We'll get ready to wrap this up. Uh, we certainly know you've been busy. So, I mean, we, number one, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. As always, you know, you've been we're big fans of yours and you've been great to us and gracious with your time and been a, a big part of us trying to grow what we're doing here. So we're we're always appreciative and and we'll be cheering you on for sure. Uh, I don't know if Derek has anything left to ask, or you want to go ahead and wrap this up? No, we'll let him go out of here. I said we he's going to be racing this weekend with the World Outlaws, Friday at Attica and Saturday at Sharon, and then he'll head back to Pennsylvania for a show on Sunday at Path Valley. So busy as always, just a couple of days off here between shows. So, yeah, we'll let the man get back to work, get back to it. Uh, again, really appreciate you jumping on here, and we'll catch you next time. Oh, one one last thing I I forgot to mention when we were talking about the race. Uh, one of the smartest like heads up thing I saw was Jacob Allen pulled right off the track when he had that issue, and I'm sure you're. I don't know if you've gone back and watched the replay, but if not, I'm sure you're thankful to him for that. Cause, oh yeah, he knew he was out of gas. I mean, it was it was getting down to fuel mileage there at the end. Yeah, yeah, J- J- Jacob's a really respectable driver, so, you know, he respects he respects all of his competitors and um, you know, that was that was a good move what he did there. I mean, could he easily just stopped on the racetrack and brought the yellow out and and uh, you know, that would have put a lot of us in jeopardy because, you know, I only finished a race with 2 gallons of fuel, so I didn't have I didn't have another lap and a half left in in my in me. So, well, yeah, I mean, no Carson was light, so I mean, we we got extremely lucky. And, um, you know, I know I wasn't the only one that close to running out. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, proud of Jacob for what he did there. And, you know, it was a bummer for 
for him to run out of fuel there, you know, at the very end, you know, I, I know how that is to lose a, to lose a race there at the very end, end of it, especially a big one. So, um, yeah, I feel bad for him, but you know, he's uh, been really competitive and, and been racing really well. So he'll definitely have a shot to win another one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Before we jumped off with you, wanted to give a shout out to him for that. Cause like you said, that was a very respectable heads up move there for, for him to do that, that somebody, doesn't have his experience might have not uh might have not done so good on him for that and certainly wanted to mention that before i jumped off almost forgot yeah yeah like i said he's just a very respectable guy and and uh you know definitely one of the one of the better guys in the sport so you know we're we're all lucky to have have jacob in, in this sport and um to see the success that he's been having here lately is is pretty special too so because you know, I know he was at the point to where, you know, he was considering just, you know, not racing anymore. And, um, you know, he's he didn't give up and, you know, he's he's out there, you know, making dashes almost every night and qualifying really good and racing for wins and, and not only racing for wins, winning races. So he's, you know, he's doing a great job. No doubt. Well, uh, we'll let you get off of here. Uh, give you a moment if you got anything else you want to touch on that we should ask you about or. Otherwise, it's great talking to you as always, and we'll be cheering you on this weekend and uh, all season, really. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on, and um, always enjoy being on with you, and uh, I look forward to the next time. Thank all you. Right, man. We'll talk to you. Thank you. All right, we thank Brent for joining us. That was certainly awesome talking to him, coming off a big win, and we'll certainly uh, try to talk to him again down the road, but happy to call him a friend, and I'm sure you were uh, <laughs> going crazy for him, cheering him on there on Saturday, so happy to see him pick up that win, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I was having a good time there on the hill. Really, the whole place was cheering for him. It was awesome to see, awesome to be a part of. Uh, and then, like I said, I hustled my way over to Victory Lane to uh, to get there, so to talk so, to him. So I was going to ask you that: were more of the posse folk cheering for him or Jacob? Really, everybody, like both. I think like I said nobody would have been mad leaving there. Uh, had Jacob won, yeah, obviously. just like I mean, I, I told, I said it. I guess uh, talking to Putty and his whole family. Uh, I feel like Chase Rodman said it best that that, that went on. It, it, we had our days mixed up. It was last Wednesday, by the way. We kept saying oh. Thursday, but nonetheless, it uh, yeah, it was a win for everybody. Whether you're posse, whether you're outlaws, it it was just a win for everybody. Like you couldn't leave the racetrack with being mad at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I was definitely happy to watch it. Uh, it was awesome for, for Jacob to run as well as he's been running. Uh, you have to be happy for him. Uh, Carson Macedo was definitely probably the villain uh, in that situation. And sucks that he missed uh, scales. I don't know what exactly went wrong there. I, know I said you... fuel. Everybody was getting close to running out of fuel. Which that seems kind of – I don't know if they can change the procedure because that seems – if if fuel is what caused that, that that's tough. Seems like they need to make an adjustment for that. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what the change would well, be. Well, I mean, but... you you you. The goal is in sprint cars is to be light as possible, but yeah. still make the minimum weight. So 
I mean, like I said, the lighter, the lighter you are, the faster you are. But that's what I'm saying is it seems like a problem that you, we're, we're failing cars. And if cars are failing because they're low on fuel, I don't well, know. It was one it car. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was only one car. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying. It's not like it's a rash issue. If that's what caused it, though, I'm just that, – that's tough. That's I mean, tough. like I said, Jacob Allen ran out of fuel. That's, I, I feel like that's even worse. Yeah. Leading to run, running out of fuel. Yeah. Tell me it's what's tough. Macedo would have been the points leader if uh, he didn't get that finish taken away. Now he's 42 points back in third. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I uh, I talked to Chase Rodman quite a few times over the weekend uh, and I saw him in victory lane before he got the chance to interview Brent. Uh, and and he just said, yeah, man, Macedo would have had a huge lead. I'm curious to how many points it would have been. Uh, so it, crazy that it's it went from having the the lead to what forty two back or something like that. It was forty two back going in the last night. I don't know what it is coming out of last night now. Uh, yeah, I don't have it handy. I don't have it pulled up. Uh, yeah. So either way, it tough for tough for him, but the racing at Grove this year though, like like we said there, it, it's. Yeah, oh, man, it feels like a, a renaissance compared to what we've seen in past years. For sure. So I know a lot of people up there are happy about that. But we'll move along, and oh, and I'm sure a lot of our uh, people we know up there will be at Port this weekend for the late models. I didn't even realize they were going there this weekend, but that's pretty cool. It'd been cool if if you didn't already have plans and you could have made it up there for that. Nah, but, I, w- uh, I wouldn't drive that far for late models. Shit. <laughs> sorry, I not would. sorry. I would for for the outlaws, yeah, I would. I, I mean, I went last year, probably hour forty five minutes for it. So yeah, Port Royal is like almost five hours. Oh shit! You, oh damn! I didn't realize it. Was I that mean, much. it's like probably four and a half for me. So yeah, you think with traffic coming home on a Sunday? I didn't realize it was up there like that. Yeah, it's like an hour north of Williams Grove. So, <laughs> well, shit. Well, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, sorry, sorry, not sorry to the outlaw late model guys. Well, we can run down uh, those results from the past weekend. Uh, I'll get. Uh, so you said you want me to do top five for all three outlaws, and then all. Yeah, three... I, I can get last night's results if you want to get the first two. Yeah. Okay. So that'll. Um, we got the Gettysburg Clash at Lincoln last week. Was Jacob Allen winning? Just oh yeah, that's the other thing. Happy for Jacob Allen, but uh, you're probably the same boat as me, pulling for Justin there, man. I was I was pretty gutted for him, man. I was I was pumped, and I thought he was gonna win that one, and I was jumping up and cheering him on late as hell, and oh yeah, I, I was I was cheering for both guys. I mean, I you go back to last week, we're about to do picks here in just a bit, so uh, I called that pick last week. Jacob Allen winning at Lincoln, by the way, so. Note that I've uh, actually uh, I will I'll, I'll toot my own horn when we get around to the picks, but yeah, crazy. But, and one of us, one of us definitely picked Brent too on Saturday. I don't know who it was, but I know somebody picked Brent out of us. It was four of us picking, so somebody got Brent. Somebody yeah. got that pick right. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll that. we'll get into that in here in a little bit, but uh, but yeah. yeah so n- Jacob, nonetheless, it's, I I ended up thinking I didn't totally forgot that the outlaws or the all stars were in in uh running this weekend when I showed up to 
Williams go Friday. I was like, oh, I wonder if Justin Peck is rocking, running. And I was like, oh, wait, the Outlaws. It's not the All-Stars. So we got to get a flow. Uh, got to get that flow account for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we've been slacking on that. So, but um, yeah, let me I'll finish running down Lincoln, Jacob Allen, Justin Peck, Carson Macedo, third. Spencer based him fourth, and Anthony Macri fifth. Anthony Macri led a bunch of laps in that race. He was my pick there, so I thought for a while I was going to nail that pick, but you ended up getting it. So, um, then Saturday went to Williams Grove. Friday got rained out, obviously. Saturday I watched the race Sunday because it rained on Saturday, and I just got pissed and was like, "They rained out and cut it off and went to sleep." I was already mad about the Bruins game on Saturday, so. I was pissed off anyway, and then once it rained, I was <laughs> off. I was done. Like, <laughs> um, but Saturday, Brent Marks won. Uh, Sheldon Hodenshield ended up coming home second, obviously after Macedo failed scales. Rico Abreu third, Donnie Schatz fourth, and Logan Schuhart fifth. And I just like like I touched on when we we're talking to Justin James McFadden up twelve spots, Danny Dietrich up thirteen spots, and the hard charger was Devin Borden up. 14 spots from 26 to 12 so like a, a lot of damn passing and that's what was so for a track that's so hard to pass you have three cars and the feature pass double digit cars that's pretty impressive yep for sure well it's not that hard to pass no i said williams grove oh that was williams grove oh i got you i got you i got you gotcha um you said you want to read off last night's yeah, last night we had uh, Sheldon Hodenshoe picking up the big win and quite the duel he had with Kyle Larson there. Uh, me and you, I know, stayed up. It wasn't too late of a feature. They only had about 30 cars, uh, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, and they only had, what, the street stocks, and that was like 15 laps or 20 laps, something like that. So it wasn't too long of a night. That was... <laughs> I think the feature rolled off by about 10 o'clock and was done by about 12, 10.30, so not bad Maybe. at all. They did a lot of track prep too, which yeah, and it, I mean, I, I I know it sucked on time wise, but it made it worth the racing because um, I know the track was starting to lay rubber early in the night, and the drivers were really complaining about it. Um, they almost lost me. I I almost fell asleep, but I was able to stay in the game and stay in the fight. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, luckily up watching some hockey, uh, so I, I was able to stay awake and kind of just. To, I was like, all right, I'm not worried about the Outlaws right now. I'll just watch this hockey game and get interested in that. And then when the Outlaws come on, I'll be fine. But Yeah, that was part of my issue, too. I was fucking yeah. watching and pissed about that. So, like, yeah, <laughs> so you're ready to go to bed. Yeah. There you go. In my team, I have no skin in the game, so I'm just watching it as a fan. Uh, but Sheldon Hottenshield with a big win at Bridgeport. Uh, Kyle Larson second. Donnie Schatz third. And Logan Schuhart fourth, and Anthony Macri fifth. Um, yeah, solid, solid run for those guys. And you know, we had what three All Star races over the weekend? Yeah. Did we have a? Did you have the hard charger for last night? Oh yeah, hard charger from last night was Anthony Macri up nine spots. All right. Um, started and- started fourteenth. So yeah, solid night for him. All right, and then the all The place put on a show, man. I was ex- I knew that place would. It's I'm glad they took the time to put some track prep done. We had I-96 and the All-Stars on Friday the 13th, and the number 13 went to Victory Lane. Justin Peck won. Tyler Courtney second. Hunter Schoenberg third. 
Zeb Wise fourth, and Parker Price Miller fifth. I wanted to get – I did not see until this week. It's like last weekend, the weekend before this past weekend, uh, Parker Price Miller won his first race since he started chemotherapy at Knoxville and gave a really emotional interview. So I didn't see that till like a couple of days ago. But shout out that when it first happened. But a, a pretty awesome video. I don't know if you've been able to see that, but definitely go check it out if you haven't. No, I haven't. I definitely will check that out. Yeah, so shout-out to him and a fifth-place finish for him. And hard charger was Kyle Reinhardt up 10 spots. And then Saturday night, we went to Wayne County. Wayne County and Waynesfield. I almost got that backwards. But, yeah, Wayne County on Saturday night. Hunter Schoenberg, like second. Zeb Wise, third. Parker Price Miller, fourth. And Tyler Courtney, fifth. Tyler Courtney was the hard charger up to fifth from 16th. And then uh, Waynesfield was on Sunday, and Justin Peck got the win again. Cole Duncan was the hard charger, finished second of 16 spots from 18th to second. Tyler Courtney third, Kevin Thomas Jr. fourth, and Hunter Schoenberg fifth. A lot yep. of DNFs in that race, by the way. Okay. Um, the next one. That's it. Wayne, that, that was all. Oh, Wayne. Waynesfield. Okay, you got me confused. Waynesfield and Wayne's Wayne County. Yeah. <laughs> all but, right. Well, uh, yeah. We gonna get into some sprint car picks for the weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, are are we gonna pick the All Stars? Because I, I honestly like I don't know a ton about those tracks, but we can throw some darts at the wall if you want to. Uh, yeah, we can throw them in. We'll do. Uh, guess what? They got three races. Yeah, they got three. All stars got three races. All right. Well, let's start. Just do it Friday. Who you got for Friday for the uh, the All Stars are at Wilmot, and the Outlaws are at Attica. All right. Well, uh, I'll go Friday night. Wilmot. I will go with Tyler Courtney. Get back to victory lane. Uh, keep that awesome championship battle going. And then for Attica, how about – I'll go with – um. Uh, shit. I'll go with Spencer Baston. All right. Well, real quick, I'm going to interrupt our picking here because I'm going to toot my own horn. So, we had, we had four picks last week uh, and only three races. But – I did get the order correct of like when the races happened, if that makes sense, uh, but not not at the correct racetrack. So I had uh, obviously Jacob Allen on Wednesday at uh, Lincoln, which I feel like it was a big one in my back pocket. I was excited about that getting that one, and then uh, Friday night we didn't race. I had Brent Marks, but he took the win on Saturday, which I had. Uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield, who took the win last night. So, nonetheless, I did have the three guys that w- did win. So, I thought that was cool. So, just toot my own horn on that. That race, but that we'll was, do. Uh, well, I don't think we did that race at Bridgeport. Just, just. No, I mean, yeah. shit. We're already almost an hour in. No, it's on. That's what I was saying. Stuff. We don't have enough time to to dwell on it. But, damn, that was a good race. 
Yeah, if you haven't, go back and watch it. That's all it needs to be said. We don't even need to spoil it. Just go back and watch it. It was an absolute classic, a thriller. I mean, hell, I said it in our pre-race, our pre-season show with Chase Rodman that that was one I had circled um, all the way back at the beginning of the year, and it just definitely didn't disappoint. And, and the, right. the stands were packed, so. Well, I, I got Spencer Basin. He won here in, in, with the All-Stars last year at Attica, I believe, and it's a really good track for him. So, these are both really good tracks for Spencer Basin. I expect him to be strong all weekend, but, yeah, I'll go with him Friday night. All right. Wilmont, I got 100% Hunter Schurenberg. And Attica for the Outlaws, I will take Sheldon Hodenshield that stays hot this week. All right. Saturday night, Sharon is uh, – I'll ask you. Is, is is Dave Blaney racing again? Do you... I don't know. I do not know. I feel like that might be a game time decision. I do not know. I I hope he is for sure as a fan. I Certainly think. one to watch if he uh, does run. Yeah, no doubt. If he uh, if he makes that trip back there, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. For sure. Um, we know he's running SRX there this year. Yeah, yeah, we him and Ryan will be running that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, all right. Well, what do we got? Um, Saturday night. Uh, you know what? Hell, how can I not do it? Our guy, Brent Marks, gets back to victory lane Saturday night and wins that sharing. There you go. Um, Saturday night at Plymouth for the All-Stars. I will take Justin Peck. Um, actually, switch that. I'll take Corey Eliason at Plymouth. All right. I was able to, while we were talking, sneak and get some uh, results from last year to base off of. And Bill Baylog sweep both of these tracks. It was uh, Wilmot and Plymouth and uh, or no Plymouth and Angel Park. Well, that's not what's going to happen this year, bud. <laughs> well. I think I, I will say he wins one of them, and I don't think it'll be Plymouth. <laughs> I'll I'll probably pick him again at Angel Park, but uh, this year at Plymouth, I will go with our guy Justin Peck. I'll, I guess I'll go with both of our guys on uh on Saturday. I'll say Justin gets to victory lane. All right, and have you picked Sharon Speedway yet? We're all over the place with this Sharon, right now. Justin Peck. Huh? Oh, uh, Sharon Brent Marks. Okay. For Sharon, I will take Giovanni Selzy. Okay. I like it. Is he confirmed racing there this weekend? Uh, I don't know. I think he's full-time. I don't know. No, he's not full-time. I, I don't know what he's doing. So, I don't oh, know. You want to pick somebody you're for sure is running? <sighs> Brad Sweet, sure. <laughs> Oh, just cover your ass there just in case. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'll, hedge right, my, I'll hedge my bets. Angel Park, Sunday, Bill Baylog. I just remember that was one of the best races of the year last year. I'll say Bill Baylog goes back to back. Well, if I was a betting guy and you're telling me that, you, you got all the stats. Uh, I'd take him, but obviously we don't do that. I will take Tyler Courtney picking up the dub Sunday night. All right. Well, that was a fucking mess of. Uh, <laughs> I doubt anybody Absolute listened. Absolute chaos. Yeah, um, we gotta come up with a better way for that. 
So, yeah, yeah, well, I I usually just go one series and then the other series if we're picking two. I think the now that nobody's listening, let's roll into some NASCAR. Hell yeah! Well, yeah, not a not a a, a ton. I guess we got to talk about. You know, we we definitely had a, enough talking in the dirt section, but we had a truck race on Saturday that neither of us were able to watch. Uh, Zane Smith won. Seemed like he was pretty dominant. He won stage two. Uh, finished third in stage one. Corey Heim won stage one, and Zane Smith won the race. I didn't see a lot of coming out of that race, so I don't know. I don't want to. I, I don't imagine we should waste too much time talking about a race that neither of us saw. But shout out Matty D, seventh place finish for Rackley Racing. They've been doing a hell of a job this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, I wasn't able to see it because I was. At Williams Grove, um, but nonetheless, yeah, it sounds like it was a great race, but no, no real controversy came out of it. No big headlines, so kind of straightforward. Big win for Zane Smith. That's his what second or third win of the year? I think second win of the year. You there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. All right, well, uh, uh, and that, that's his third win of the year. Sorry about that. That is his third win on the year. So man. that kid is definitely rolling right along. Um, and kind of surprising, I think. I don't know who I, I can't remember who I picked last week on here, but uh, definitely he's probably the one that's contending with John Hunter Nemechek the most right now. I'd have to say. Yeah, him and Ben Rhodes. I think those three for sure, and then um, the second place finish for. Ty Majeski, and then I'd say the other guy in that series is Carson Hosvar. Like he's gonna win a race here before long because he's strong, seemingly every single race. So, but yeah, nah. sure, looking at the stats, Zane Smith's got three wins on the year. He's got the most wins. That's that's surprising. He had three wins total coming into this year, so definitely uh, hey, done a great he's, job. Yeah, hey, he's done a great job. I would have oh, never. So, so we can move on from the, the, the truck race. Like I said, neither of us watches. But one thing I did want to talk about on Saturday also, did you happen to see that the wreck and then the aftermath with the back and forth between Bill Venturini and Drew Dollar? Yeah, I did. I, I was <laughs> definitely perusing Twitter Saturday. And, I mean, the truck race uh, happened to be in the evening time, so I didn't get to catch that. I did able to catch the IndyCar race. I don't know what you were doing Saturday, but that race was wild. But yeah, I was watching hockey and watching the Bruins. Nonetheless, I did scroll across that uh, <laughs> Billy Venturini interview about Drew Dollar, man, and that was probably the biggest controversy to come out of uh, Kansas. Um, yeah, he he really lit a fire under that kid's ass and grilled him on national TV. Um, our guy, our guy Matt Weaver had a good tweet. We need Bill McAnally in the top three series just for, like, that personality. I mean, if we had a, a guy like that in Xfinity trucks, like, if he gets out of ARCA and gets into the top three series, he will be sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he tore – I don't think he was exactly wrong, too. I, You know, I don't want to – rip on drew dollar because we've seen young drivers be able to put it together and turn it around so i mean i mean I, this is what this is what he needs you know this is hopefully this is the turnaround moment 
You know what yeah. I mean? You just got called out in front of everybody, and everybody knows it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody and, says, look, kid, you got to – this is – this is the do-or-die moment, essentially, for him. And say whatever you want about Ty Gibbs. We saw Ty Gibbs absolutely tear the ARCA series ass apart in that car last year. And now Drew Dollar has gotten in the same car and done nothing with it. So, oh, and, that, and, yeah, that's why everybody wants to hate on Ty Gibbs. And, yeah, I mean, you can dislike the guy because he wins. That's fine. But you can't deny that the kid's got talent. I mean, it doesn't matter – He's still got to go out and do it, even if he's on a rocket ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we saw him win that race at Charlotte and the ARCA car last year by half a lap. In the same car, Drew Dollars just absolutely shit his pants in this year. So. Yeah. And, I mean, the KBM trucks might be a little off the board right now. I mean, they said we, John Hermerson has got one win, but Chandler Smith has one. So, I guess that counts as two for that organization. Um, does Kyle Bush have any? I don't even know because he's not on this um, page I'm looking at. Uh, uh, I think three wins. On... No, Corey Heim. Corey Heim won for KBM. Kyle's not. Oh, okay. Corey Heim won in Atlanta. Either way, um, yeah, he's running in KBM trucks and can't get it done. So. Yeah, if you can't get it done in that equipment, it's just not meant to be. But I said, maybe this is a turnaround moment that he needs the a real wake up call. You said KBM trucks. I mean KBM Arca, like or Gibbs Arca. I don't know if that's a Gibbs or KBM. I think KBM bought it. Gotcha. Yeah. Either way, like I said, like I don't know how many races Ty Gibbs won total in that car last year in the Arca series, but it was a lot, and nobody really challenged him. So like. Say whatever you want about Ty Gibbs. I'm not really a fan of the guy myself, but you look at what he did in that car and then look at what Corey Hines doing in that car this year. It's It doesn't even seem like the same car. Yep. So, yeah. Like I said, maybe the wake-up call he needs. I'm not going to harp on him too much because he's a young kid. So, yeah, maybe he'll get – you know, there was a time people would have said this about Austin Sindrick and look at everything he's done. Yep. Noah Gregson's been our greatest example of that. We've, t- we've used him as that example many a times on here. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, like Austin Sendrick and Noah Gregson are probably the top two. And look where Noah, Noah is now. He completed his first cup race this weekend. Yeah. So. so All right. Him. Yep, good truck race. No real controversy. Uh, I guess I don't know how many wrecks there were, but doesn't seem like it was an ungodly amount, normal amount for a truck race, I guess. That's usually kind of how I base it on if I heard how, you know what I mean, if the, the podcast I listen to are ripping on it, then it was usually pretty bad. But all in all, sounds like a solid race. Congrats to Zane Smith. Kids on a roll. And then? I, 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 he's got, got good odds this weekend right now if you want to put money on him. Well, I just – that's a good transition in the Sunday about odds, and because we're a couple smart motherfuckers. Sometimes I think we both told each other before the race we thought Kurt Busch was going to win, and we both nailed it. Yeah, like I mean, I told you that on Kurt Busch top three, and I was like, I think this is his one race a year that he's going to put it together and win the race, and like you totally agreed and had the exact same sentiment, and it's exactly what happened. He was the best car, pretty much. After stage one, he struggled a little bit right out the gate in stage one, and then 
he just started charging through the field and tearing everybody up. So, I mean, the Gibbs cars were – they've been very on and off this year, but they hit it this weekend. For sure. Uh, and I, I think – really, I've been on the Kurt train the past two weeks. Um, you go back to last week, I picked him in our race day pick-ems. Um, I thought he was going to run really well, and he really did run well. His pit crew didn't give him, give him any help. Uh, and obviously the 23 cars, pit crew didn't give him any help this week. Uh, really letting the team down and cost that team. But they were able to rally back to a top 10. But no, I looked on. Obviously, I was at Williams Grove all weekend. and wasn't able to watch any of practice or qualifying. I didn't didn't really have any idea who had speed. Um, uh, so I got home and I flipped it, flipped on to the, my phone and typed in top 10 averages. Uh, and and it said Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch lead it. And so I'm like, all right, well. Yeah, it was the, the 20 and the 45 and the 18 were the best three cars. Yeah, I know they had qualified up front. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, okay, well, this this guy's got some speed but got really good odds right here. So I was like, I'm going to take some change on him. So. And by the way, if Bell didn't run out of gas, they, or would he have a flat? Or No, he, yeah, flat. He didn't run out of gas. But if Bell didn't have a flat there, it, it, we'd – there's a good chance we'd be talking about him right now because he was on rails and then lost a bunch of track position when that happened and was able to bounce back to fifth. But like he was definitely fast enough to be right there with Kurt. I think I think really he was the only car that could have like that was fast enough to pass Kurt, get past Kurt without. I mean, obviously you saw Larson and Kyle Busch like hang with him, but I think Christopher Bell probably had the only car that could have beat the 45 straight up. Yeah, I mean, I got worried there. Obviously, I had money on it. I was really invested in Kurt. And you were – I mean, obviously, I'm a Kyle Busch fan. But I was kind of rooting against Kyle today because I wanted to win money. Um, See, I, yeah, that's the thing. I had top three, so I was like, fuck it, Kurt. Yeah, you are like, okay, fine. Just get, get second, Kurt. You're like, fine, that's fine. Like, yeah. come on, Kyle. And I'm like, no, Kyle, do not do this. You're, you're already in the playoffs. Don't pass your brother. Really, both Kyles. I mean, uh, Kurt had to go and pass Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson there on the final restart. I mean, damn, how many times did Larson bounce that damn thing off the wall? I mean, he was putting on a show. <laughs> oh, it really, all day, everybody was putting on a show, man. That This new car is, showed that it's a handful, shows that you can race hard with it, kind of bounce off the wall a little bit and not have to worry about and not too hard. You can't go out there and wreck it, but you can scrape it up a little bit and not have to worry. If you rub a fender the wrong way, it's not going to cut down a tire, and it's not going to hurt the arrow too bad, you know? I would just love to see that, where these guys can race hard and not have to worry about either cutting a tire. I think that's the biggest thing we saw in the years past, people rubbing and cutting tires. It was always a real big thing. So Yeah. Yeah, I think if Larson got into the wall like that last year, I mean, it would have probably rubbed the tire or something so i was talking with my uh, boss go ahead i was saying one story from the race i was talking with my boss and like first thing he said to me about the race was the uh, eric jones's crew trying to get that tire off the car i think that's like that was like one of the biggest if not the biggest story moment from that race there that i mean I, even people who aren't even really into nascar that was making like the mainstream rounds Oh, yeah, it was such great entertainment. Honestly, NASCAR should have gave them all their laps back because they put on a show 
for the fans at home while uh well they try to sort out that mess of uh of a caution they had, so what happened there was a green flag pit cycle so green flag pit stuff started to happen and a caution came out in the middle of them so the scoring was all jacked up and nobody knew where anybody was so they had to go back and act as if it was a finish of a race essentially and review everything to figure out where everybody should be at least to get it to the best of their ability. So it took, I think Jeff Gluck timed it and said it was 17 minutes. Um, but certainly watching those 43 crew members try to get that lug off or that nut lug nut. I don't know what you want to call it. A single lug uh, was definitely very entertaining and they ended up breaking it free or cutting it free. And yeah, that, but shout out to that right rear tire. That thing held on for what? 120 laps. I mean, so that was awesome to see. And as far as the NASCAR there, like, yeah, they saved NASCAR's ass from absolutely roasted because, it, like I mentioned in the in the group chat, if you remember that Martinsville a few years ago, where they, you're probably there because you go every year. They ran like 50 laps trying to sort the field out. And oh yeah, I'll like never a, forget that. This reminded me of that, but there's something else going on to distract people. Yeah, luckily it was, like I said, only 17 minutes, and it wasn't, I mean, I don't know how many laps that breaks down to. You could go back and probably figure it out, but either way, uh, and the way I kind of saw it was, okay, were the DVC guys upset with it? Like, they kind of, like, you think you just kind of understand the matters. Like, look, you want to get it right? I think everybody in the garage wants to get it right. So it's like, okay, let's just take the time and get it right, even though this sucks. My only thing is just tag the race. No, I, and I think that I think in hindsight they should have. It's like by the time you realize that, it's like too late, essentially. Yeah, Does that sense? I mean, yeah. For, like, like, like when I, just, I when I when we when we started texting about it, it was probably what ten minutes or five probably 12 minutes into the red flag or the yellow flag into them trying to figure it out. And then that is when we realized we're like, okay, what's actually going on? Why are we still in the yellow? I just, in the future, I would say like, if try the caution and if you can't immediately figure out. Yeah. If it takes like more than three laps or four laps, I think four laps is like the, cut off especially at a mile and a half so that was but yeah nascar obviously i guess the air carries, five laps but, max five laps is like okay we're done here like pause i, this I thing. guess we, we, we got nascar off the hook and off to yeah if, if that race that would have been whatever but it was race and had the eric jones thing so nobody's even Oh, and and that's that's the thing when when you're winning, there's not much that you you nitpick about. You know what I mean? You let things slide. You're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it's so, like every, everything has been great for NASCAR. I mean, I'm I, I even texted our group about it, and I'm halfway excited about going to Texas this weekend just to see what it, this new package can bring to Texas. And. There are two tracks that. Oh, I am not- definitely, definitely, definitely excited, excited for Charlotte. And I think it's the feel like old school where 
the 600, I think it's going to really be like a test of equipment. Like, you know, the. Oh, the, yeah, we'll get into that in a few weeks here. But I think, yeah, I think you're definitely on to something there. It's going to be going to be one. It's going to be a special race again. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just yeah, go with yeah. that. Next week, because I don't imagine we'll spend too much time talking about the all. But. No, uh, that's kind of a good transition into it. I don't really have much other from Sunday. Congrats to Kurt. Oh, big win. I, I, real quick, uh, you said you don't. Um, the not much. Unless you uh, bring something up. Go ahead. The tire. I was saying the tires going down. I put no blame on on NASCAR or Goodyear there. I think good. I remember like on Friday reading right. Goodyear told the teams going into the weekend. Be careful with the loads on the left rear here. Obviously, teams didn't listen, and we saw a lot of tire issues as a result. And, I mean, we saw cars – like, I, te- I texted in the group chat. Like, you know, I've been saying for years, and the- this year's been a renaissance. I love tire. Tires matter. Obviously, some teams didn't heed being careful with the left rear loads, and we saw teams having issues, and even there – was wondering because that was a pretty long green flag run there to the end or before the question came out when Kyle Busch got the lead I guess it was going to be but you know if the tires were going to hold up then so I, I'm you know me I'm a big tire wear guy I'm a big give these teams less tires guy like I'm all about tire race I've said that to you for years so that's uh, two thumbs up for me no, yeah, I was fine with it. Um, like, like I said, they kind of had already they've been hinted at it all broadcast. It like, look, the Goodyear sent the memo to these teams like, don't, don't run this low of air pressure, don't run this can, but not a camber, yada yada. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, I think some teams didn't listen because it was gaining them more grip, which it's like that's a fine line to walk. It's like, okay, yeah, I want more grip, but. I don't want my tire to blow out in 25 laps. So, and, I, I mean, Byron, Bowman, Elliott, I'm pretty sure all had flats. So, well, yeah, they were probably definitely trying to gain an advantage. I think it's all those guys also were in the playoffs. You look at that, you know, those guys all have wins. So, maybe they were trying something because cool, we go back to Kansas in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, that's it. Maybe they're trying something there. Uh, hard to say, but. I do know that I said I, I I was like holding my judgment on who to blame until I heard DBC, and, and really I, I'll wait even until I hear stacking pennies with Flores. Flores I feel like gives us the inside scoop of what's going on and and kind of tells it like it is. So if it really was on the teams, then it's on the teams. But yeah, I said everybody's trying to. Put the blame on Goodyear. I've seen people crying on Twitter. Like, when a, one Pirelli goes flat, like, it's an international thing, but all these Goodyears and not even a peep. It's like, not if it's the team's fault, no. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I get it. Like I said, as a, as a race car guy that wants my car to go faster, I get that, yeah, if I don't listen to this, I can get more grip out of this tire. You know, that's what I want. But, oh, speaking of flats, that just made me. Last night, I dropped the ball there. He had that hole because he ran over some shit that was on the track. I didn't even ask him about that. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been so happy about it. So, 
Yeah. Either way, uh, I will save it for the next time. He, yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying good. And, uh, yeah. I'll be interested to see what he has to say about the Eric Jones tire deal. I'm sure he'll give a – because, I mean – Oh, I, yeah, I that, no that, that's exactly what I was thinking during that whole ordeal. I was like, oh, man, second pennies with Flores is going to be so good this week. Like, we're going to learn so much this week from pit road, boats, and woes. So, yeah, definitely looking was, forward to that. The whole time that was going on, I was just – what's happening right now <laughs> oh yeah i mean i kind of explained it to you but he'll definitely know exactly what's going on it sounds like they just over tightened it which i which i basically said is you can only do one ugga dugga on it where if you just do if you keep if you keep holding the impact on there it's just going to keep tightening that thing until you can't get it loose so well one one ugga dugga folks is enough and, but, and also, yeah, let's get into All Star real quick. What What do you think about it? Well, we talk about picks. Uh, we'll do All Star picks and Xfinity trucks in a minute. Uh, to pat myself on the back for my race day pickums picks, the forty five and the twenty, probably fourth or fifth pick, and definitely got me a win. I don't know what the exact point uh total is going to be, but definitely a win for me there. So you patted yourself on the back a bit earlier. I'll pat myself here. Great job. <laughs> but, yeah, All-Star, I'm not going to be able to watch it. I'll be coming back from Jacksonville. So well, yeah, you second. can flip it on your phone and put it up on the dash if you had to. But, yeah, nonetheless, I mean, the format sounds confusing as hell. I'm not even no, I mean, interested that was, in that. I'm not even – I don't even care. I'm just going into it to watch the race. That was my point of even, like, bringing up that I won't be able to watch it because I, frankly, don't really care. <laughs> I will I'm say not- the best format I've heard is Jeff Gluck's of the elimination idea. Um, I think yeah, Freddie the same thing pretty much, didn't he? Well, yeah, he quoted. He said he gave the credit to Gluck. Okay, so okay. Gluck is the one that's came up with it, um, and he's been talking about it for a couple of years now. Uh, whereas this this elimination format where you Either eliminate, I guess you could eliminate what four or five cars at each segment or something. So, so they they definitely need to do something like that to keep the race interesting from even the back half. And then by the end of it, you only have four or five cars for like a ten lap shootout. Um, Just fucking like qualify and invert the field and run thirty fucking laps and call it a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's what the class used to be. I mean, yeah, and I feel like that the All Stars should be the same sort of thing. Take well, no, because okay. we talked about at the very beginning of the year. What did we talk about? That that hopefully this is the last year for the All Star race in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it goes to. I hope it goes to Bristol. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. I, mean, when I it was hope at- it goes to a city track. I thought it was good when it was at Bristol. I I'm thought not they saying it wasn't, it. but I would love to see a Coliseum type race at a yeah. football stadium, a traveling race at a football stadium. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying, and then have that same format, the dirt track format, heat races, and all that, yada yada, and keep it on that quarter mile bull ring, and that's your all star race. My thing, I'll run through mine real quick, and we can get in some picks, get out. But or if you're gonna I, keep it at Texas, do the elimination. Qualify. This is my. This is what I say. do. Qualifying like they used to qualify, where you come hauling ass down pit road and do the pit stop and all that. Qualify everybody. Top fifteen make the race. 
or top 16, whatever, invert the fucking field, <laughs> and let's race. Like, 30 laps? Yeah, 30, 50. It doesn't need to be some big show. Have a competition caution with bunching back up. Like, mandatory pit stop. Get out oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. What we got this week at All-Stars? We got basically a triple header. Yeah, let's make some picks. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, I'm ready to move along with it, if you are. Yeah, and we I got Friday night, truck night truck. in America. <laughs> I was about to say, you usually put me on the spot with the truck picks, but I was actually getting ready for it this week. You, you already know, bud. It's coming. It's getting to that time, that hour. <laughs> 940, right, 940 on a Wednesday. You better be ready for picks, boy. I've picked him every damn race he's run this year, and he's going to win one of them. I think I'd maybe every race he's run this year. If not, Ryan Priest, he won a race at Nashville last year in the 17. I think he's going to break through and win. I'll pick him this weekend. All right. Um, You kind of went out on a limb there. I'm going to go out on a bigger limb. Um, staying hot, hopefully. I know I was hot with the sprint car picks last week, but this week I'm going to transfer it to NASCAR. Your winner for the first time in Truck Series – Haley Deegan gets up the, picks up the oh, win. You're fucking crazy. If you nail that pick, I'll fucking uh, like. I don't know. Like I'll, I'll fucking. I don't know. I'll. I will buy you a, a die cast of your choice in Charlotte if you nail that pick. All right, there it is. You heard it, folks. Yeah. Like, I'll start picking up die cast uh, Friday night. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Haley, but uh, the team is not really. I mean, they've had a lot of bad luck, but. They haven't really been close, so she's they gonna get be... it, put it together Friday night, boys. I thought you were gonna say Maddie D is your bold pick, and like that, I like, I I can't see that either. Feel like that would have been more. Uh, I'm on, I'm on the thinnest limb there is, bud. Hey man, I I was hoping you're gonna give the rub to Maddie D, but Haley would be cool too. All right, Saturday afternoon. Saturday. Who you got? Xfinity Series. Texas. Probably. Yeah, we'll see how that show goes. But, I mean, the JRM cars have been so good all year. So, it's hard to pick against them or uh, Ty Gibbs. But, I'll go with William Byron driving the 88 to win the Xfinity race. All right. I am going to go with Tyrone Gibbs. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. And who's your all-star? Well, who who you got? Well, no, we're not getting who transfers because there's like four or five people that transfers. Fuck that. I'm about to say that. That's another stupid thing. It used to be cool when the winner got in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now they take like four. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They pick, and then also it's a fan vote, all sorts of stuff. And it's not really. I hope Corey gets in on the fan vote, though. I do hope that. I'm about to say it's not really that deep of a field with the. No, he could possibly race his way in, but if he can't race his way in, I hope he gets the fan vote. I saw he was top. No, four. I'm not saying Corey's going to race his way in. I'm just saying like you should pretty much pencil Tyler Reddick in. Oh pencil. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like four guys that basically should be in. Like probably Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones. If I had to make three picks, like. But is uh, Stenhouse already locked in? No, he's in the showdown, and yeah. Suarez is in the showdown. So throw Stenhouse in there to get in. Stenhouse. All right. I'll say Dylan. I'll say Dylan Reddick Jones LaJoy fan vote. 
Hang on, slow down. How many get in on, on the Three race? Three race in, and then one fan boot. All right, I'm saying LaJoy gets the fan boot. Uh, you got Reddick. He's going to win a stage. I'll say... Dylan. Austin Dylan? Yeah. He's not in? He's not in. Daniel Suarez isn't in. Chris Buescher. Uh, Stan Howe. Eric Jones. Cole yeah, Cosby. yeah. I guess I didn't look at the names close enough. Yeah, give me. I thought you were saying Ty Dillon, and I was like, eh. No, that's a stretch, bud. All right, yeah, whatever. You're fine. Those are good picks. Great job. So you're sticking with those three? That's fine. Okay. All right. But we... but watch Stenhouse. I think Stenhouse. He's had like two back to back top tens right now. That team's uh, really running good. Yeah, I could see Stenhouse or Suarez or Chris Busher. One of those. I mean, Suarez has the speed. He just can't put it together. So this short race, maybe he can put it together this weekend and and build off of that. But I mean, they've had speed at basically every week. I mean, you know, Darlington or not Darlington, uh, Dover. He was running really well and then went in there and just knocked Corey LaJoy up out the way. Hell, so, wasn't it? Suarez won the, the dash the year fucking Eric Jones went into the grass and tore the cliff off his car. Yeah. That was Suarez won it. So he definitely wanted to watch. It'll be fast. The, the track house car has definitely got speed. But all right, who you got Sunday night? Late all night. Star, Sunday night, Texas. Right now, you're an all-star. Uh, Kyle fucking Bush. KFB. Gets to victory lane. I, I, I. I think he's literally finished second. I think he finished second last year, and he finished second at Bristol in the All Star race that year. So, well, he's won one. So, oh yeah. Uh, you got? I'm just trying to look at the list real quick. Who, man? I'm turning the tables on you this week. Michael McDowell. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me Martin Truex Jr. All right. Yeah, I picked him in the uh, race day pickups last week. I also threw a little change on him. Thought he was going to have a better day than he did last week. I think he ran top six. Yeah, I picked Kansas. him on here, but it's hard for us to make these picks before we see practice. Oh, no doubt. I mean, once we uh, – you get a better idea for sure then uh, to lay some change. But it's tough right now when you don't know. I think we're definitely getting a clearer picture. And the next few weeks, we'll definitely get a better picture with a couple of mile and a half. So we need to get another short track and see if they have come up with a solution on that, how to run better, maybe get fix that gearing. But that's for right. a whole other. I'm ready, to eat these, I'm ready to eat these fajitas. So. See ya. See ya.